Welcome to episode two of the Adventure is the Mindset podcast, uh, brought to you from Mad Dog Adventures. Um, in the last, um, we said we would be getting hold of some of our friends, some of the brands that we work closely with, to come on and to share a little about, bit about themselves and adventure to them. Um, this week, we've managed to get Nat from Pat Config. Nat, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad at all. We've also got um, see myself, Chris, and we've got Mark from Mad Dog Adventures on today. Afternoon. Okay, so... We'll get started with the easy ones, Nat. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, at Config as a company, as a brand, and how it came about, really. Okay. Uh, I mean, it started when I uh, started when I was uh, doing some training for a endurance um, hike that I was doing with some other friends, and uh, uh, there was a team of four of us, and we were. I was just looking at backpacks online, and I was just tr- trying to find a decent one. Um, I started a really simple tumblr blog just posting pictures of backpacks that i liked um and very soon i was sort of gaining followers and just getting more and more interested in the outdoor world and uh we for the for this uh endurance hike we were um doing a training hike every um month or so and just really got into it there i think and just sort of was thinking about my kit was thinking about uh, the stuff i was carrying i was carrying way loads than i needed to back then um but sort of learned to slim it down and uh um yeah just I, I suppose that's where the interest started uh and then um it kind of grew um over a couple of years uh to something much bigger um than i anticipated really i started doing some patches um because i'm a graphic designer by trade so uh something i was interested in i like illustration so sort of married the two things of the outdoor world and um my training i suppose and and yeah, yeah so really awesome. enjoyed that and yeah yeah i think we've all we've all been there we've all been there the days where we show up carrying too much i know mark's had plenty of conversations with me and over the over the years that i've shown up with a pack full of bits and it's just been no throwing it around yeah literally yeah. throwing it around it's like no that's not coming so yeah um have you did you um kind of envisage the whole pack and thing coming as far as it has i mean obviously there's the, the following now there's obviously in heart like the large product line and the people submitting their own loadouts and sort of yeah encouraging others um i suppose i suppose uh right from the beginning it, it started with me sharing pictures of other people's backpacks that i had seen so I, I think that was something that i wanted to keep as i was moving it forward i really wanted it to not just be my voice because i know i have limited experience you know i wasn't really into the outdoor stuff until uh much later on in life like i did a couple of bits and would go out with mates into the woods but uh nothing nothing of the level that i'm doing or that other people are doing so i just yeah right from that very beginning wanted to keep that um level of content from other people up because i, I just saw the value in that i think yeah. and so as much as i can i try and um, encourage and speak to and reach out to people who are sharing good stuff and sort of uh, see if it could be if something I can share on Pat Config, something we can work on together, and just so that people who are reading Pat Config can um, see a really broad spectrum of carries and and ideas and and sort of learn from other people just as I've done. So that's always been the heart of it, I suppose. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's been. It's been really good. I mean, it's, it's been a bit dangerous at times as well because there's times I've been on there. It's like, oh, I could do with one of those. Then I realise I've got too many as it is, and I'll just get told off for buying another pack. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, there's some of the content on there is amazing. It's a, there's such a, a wide spectrum of, of stuff on there. It's, a real variety of sort of experience and skill sets as well. I think I think I first yeah. found um, your blog when I was looking at go ruck packs, and I think I found somebody's loadout. I literally googled sort of go ruck loadout, see what people were putting in it and what could fit in it, and I think I first found it um, that way. But, yeah, and I'm a geek for loadout pictures. You know, I, as much as I've got a ton of gear, and I don't really need advice on gear, but I just love looking at the old flat lay loadout pictures, what people are doing. Yeah. Yeah, and you can always learn different little tweaks to your kit or different ideas. Yeah, sometimes it's just about how someone sets up something or like what they're carrying in what pouch and um, that kind of thing. I think one thing I've I've learned through it. I mean, obviously I've learned a lot because I started from nothing. But um, I I like to have real modulated carry where I've got different things in different pouches and maybe sort of go smaller than. Uh, some people do and have smaller pouches for specific things because it's easier to grab that out than it is to open a big pouch and have tons of stuff in it to try and sort through to find what you're looking for. But each person prefers different things, don't they? Definitely. So, yeah. I think I, mean, I found it interesting seeing how, um, from a military point of view, where my kit was sort of a bit more dictated to me, it's been interesting to see all the different ways that civvies in different uh fields of work set their kit up and definitely yeah. on lots lots of little bits on board yeah i mean i was going to save this one for a bit later but while we're while we're on this kind of subject um if you were to choose a pack for example do you go with a certain brand loyalty or do you go for functionality because i know a lot of people they get tied into their brands and they won't touch anything else um yeah. where, where, where do you kind of sit on that fence? I um, choose a pack depending on what I'm doing uh, and how I don't I don't actually have tons of packs I try and move them on or give them away or that kind of thing um, wherever I can and occasionally selling them but usually when I've put a lot of effort into a review or something and I think oh yeah I've definitely earned that but yeah um, I would I would generally pick a pack based on what I'm doing and what I know how I know the pack can perform so if I'm just going on a smaller outing I usually take my GORUCK bullet because that's 10 litres it just means I'm not going to carry very much and so it sort of really limits me whereas if I'm going out on a big hike I've got a, a Gregory pack that's uh, well that, that's only 45 litres I just I try and keep it down but then then again I've not gone for any sort of long multi-day camp outs that I'd like to, I'd like to one day, but I've I sort of kept it yeah. um, fairly small for now. So yeah, but so I've got a variety, but I I tend to use the same ones over and over because I know how they work and I get to learn. Oh, okay, this pack is good for this sort of setting, and this one's great for when I'm scrambling over uh, rocks and through woodlands and sort of you know with my son trying to you know I I can't be limited yeah, too yeah. much with such a big heavy pack and that kind of thing. So yeah, I do it based on what I'm doing. Well, I'm sure we can help you out on the old um, multi-day activity at some point. I was you beat me too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that I'm up for that. Quite well into uh, one of our questions. Like, so talking about different packs for different sort of adventures. I'd like to ask, what's been your, um, and not necessarily in the outdoor realm, but just your life's biggest adventure to date? And second part of the question is, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, what is your favourite 
mini or micro adventure. Okay. Um, so I, I'd say I've, I've had a two, the, my two biggest adventures that I've had. I, I, can I have two? Is that all right? Yeah, go on in. Yeah. So uh, I, did a, I did a bushcraft course, um, which was two, three days, three day bushcraft course. So uh, that was I said, one of the big things I did. I went out and I was going out for mo multiple days with people I didn't know. Um, and that I, I really loved that. I just wanted to learn basically. And so that was fairly early on in my um, delving into the outdoor world. And I was just like, yeah, I just want to learn some basic skills so I can do what I want to do. And I, yeah, that was a big adventure for me at the time. Um, and it's fairly uh, well run in terms of how, um, like it wasn't, it wasn't it, looking back on it now, it wasn't massively adventurous because it was sort of like well run, had lots of instructors there and that kind of thing. So I'd, like it wasn't dangerous. <laughs> um, but then on the flip side, I suppose my other biggest adventure was me and a mate went out for my 30th um, to Wales. We went to the Black Mountains. I just planned a trip um, based on actually a uh, friend of mine, um, his son uh, works for the military um, doing sort of survival training. So he had done some walks in Wales and he sort of said, hey, you could try this. Our tent broke when we camped here, so maybe don't camp there. And so he gave us the route and um, we just planned it and we sort of went out and did that. And that, that um, we were out for two days. So yeah, that, that was a big adventure. We were quite far from home. And uh, for me, that was probably the biggest thing that I've done. Uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Aspect. Sorry? The spontaneous aspect, the sort of, right, yeah. let's just go and do it. I love those sorts of adventures. Yeah, and we're planning another one because he's, he's 10.30 now, so we've been let out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Got your um, yeah. commission card. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Awesome. Um, what about on the other end of the spectrum, the sort oh, of yeah. micro-adventures? I know you get out with your boy a lot, don't you? Yeah, so at least once a month, but thankfully more often than that, during this lockdown, we go out, um, we just go to some local woods. We, we live, we've got a selection of woods around us and we go out and just drive along, park, park up in the woods and we'll go and we'll just wander around. Sometimes I've got a vague idea, but generally we just follow a path or not even follow a path and just make a way, oh, we want to go over there. So we go over there. We usually take a tarp and a hammock um, and we just set up and I'll make a hot drink and he enjoys the hot chocolate so because he does he does forest school um as part right. of his school so he he associates going to the woods with hot chocolate which is fine i can do <laughs> <Brilliant>. that <laughs> so yeah so we do that fairly often and that that's great in just terms of getting him out and um teaching him some skills and getting him to help me put the hammer cup and the tarp up and talking to him about you know like identifying animal tracks and that kind of stuff just as we're going along i just sort of think oh i can teach him about that or i can do that just sort of to try and bring him up in a way that i think oh like i would quite enjoy that and he loves the outdoors so it's not very hard he mm. loves going out with me so yeah it's great perfect sort of micro adventure isn't it perfect sort of um, yeah what we're always trying to tell people when we talk about adventure as a mindset yeah. doesn't need to be anything more than that to get out and enjoy the outdoors yeah Definitely. And we, you know, we can sometimes just go out for an hour and it, it doesn't take very much out of a Saturday to just go and do that. But 
usually we end up staying longer because he gets stuck in the hammock and doesn't want to leave. But <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, we've always kind of tried to kind of push that that kind of um, that idea to get the whole family involved. And we might it's like, yeah, like, doesn't need to be just like you out on your own. Just get get as many involved as possible. It's like even if it's something really small, make yeah. a day out of it. Yeah, my little girl loves doing the cashing. You know, it's a glorified treasure hunt and uh, yeah. out in the woods. And um, much like your little boy, you know, if she gets to put up a tarp with daddy or whatever, she, as far as she's concerned, that's it. She's on expedition. Uh, and we're only yeah. you know, an hour away from home, if that, you know, well, pushing it from an hour away from home with her. So, um, yeah. And at the other end of the spectrum, yeah, you've got, the other side of the world the massive adventures but it doesn't mean that you have to spend all that money and fly around the world to have an adventure yeah i think it gets lost sometimes in the, the world of instagram and um, mm. social media i think that's something that i've uh been healthily challenged on by my wife um because it's very easy to with time constraints and my work and different things to realize like sometimes i realize oh, i've not really posted anything very much and my wife is always sort of like, don't be just someone who just posts it, but actually go out and live it and, you know, be genuine. So anytime I'm like, oh, I haven't shared any of my own content for a while. I haven't done my own stuff. I'm like, oh, have I gone out? Do I need to go out? I'm going to go out this weekend. So, um, yeah, that's something that's sort of a good healthy check as well, just to be like, if I, if I want to if I want to be running a blog that's about the outdoors, I need to actually get out myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I think that's really key. And you do see that with, with some accounts that are just sort of sharing tons of stuff that's not actually them. They're like a, a sharing account. Um, yeah. and it, we, we feel the same. You know, we think it's important that we can't just share on our Instagram the courses that we're providing for others and they've got to see that we're out living the lifestyle that we're promoting our own adventures whether it's me scooting off to the alps or chris getting out with his boy for pretty much like yourself for a brew in the in the local parks because he's in london or um yeah kicking about in the forest or whatever you've, you've got to sort of live up to that thing that you're promoting haven't you exactly. otherwise it comes yeah. from a bit of a hollow space i think yeah i think people can most people can sort of sniff that out anyway and they see yeah. oh, they're not really either there's plenty of I, I actually get emails from people all the time asking to write content for the blog and i go on their website that they share and it's just a, a bunch of th them writing about products that they clearly haven't even got on them themselves so that and i'm just like or go or writing about holiday destinations or adventures that you can do and they've it's not from a personal experience and i don't i'm just a bit like that's not really what we're about um it's, it's worth checking i think mm. lots of these things like what what are they actually about what do they do themselves because it, I mean, it's really telling me nowadays too many people like to share products but they they're not they don't show the negatives on them um yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna review something show both sides of it like give the give the person that's reading kind of a an open opinion on it i mean yeah. it's not, not your product at the end of the day it's um you'll give a fair review on it so. yeah definitely and uh, there's even been stuff that i've been sent to review that i've had a bad experience with and sort of said to them look i don't think you want me to write a review on this <laughs> um so yeah that, that's um but yeah definitely i think 
it's it's a, it is a challenge sometimes because I I think when I've received stuff to review, I, I'm often thinking, okay, they've they've invested in me by sending this to me, and and where where I do I do think that in terms of testing and then time taking photography and writing a thousand two thousand word review on something is well worth usually well worth the time well worth the cost for them of what i've the resource i'm producing um i do think that sometimes you can feel pressure to just write about the good stuff and please those people but um i i try and and i'm also actually quite a positive person generally so i look for the good in stuff so uh i but i i so i generally try and force myself to find something that i like what don't i like about this and and try and write about that but also be constructive and not be like oh i don't like this but say i don't like this this is how it could be improved or actually you know here's what they could have done differently and definitely yeah yeah, so that becomes really valid then doesn't it and that's constructive for the whoever's made the item and we've done exactly the same we've had a few bits over the last couple of years sent to us and and um, we've sent an email at the beginning going, we'd love to, um, but, you know, we'll send you the review first to have a look because whatever we will write, we'll be honest. And then if we find a yeah. fault with it, we'll, and as you say, as long as you're constructive with it, not just this was rubbish um, or I didn't like that. Yeah. And, and you've, yeah. you've got to have, and that falls back into that experience. If you've got outdoor venture, sort of whatever experience travel, you'll have the knowledge to be able to say, I don't like it. This is why, and this is how it could have been done. Uh, it becomes quite evident the ones that just want a load of freebies when it's just all thumbs up all the way, and, and they don't even know yeah. why. But that's the thing. Yeah. Though, in the environment that you're going to be using some of this stuff in, if it if it's not suitable, you're you're putting yourself at risk. So it's kind of you're not going to say, yeah, this was great. If <laughs> it's not really, are you? yeah, yeah. Plus, if you're if you're like sharing it with other people, you've got the responsibility of if I share this and say it's great and it's actually not, then yeah. that's going to come back on me and them. So I don't want that. <laughs> no, it's going to look bad all around. So Nat, what's, um, like we, we ask this one as well is because we're, we're, our motto is adventure is a mindset. And I think everybody's got really different ideas of what an adventure is to them. And I think your answer earlier to what your biggest adventure is sort of, um, mm. sort of sitting with that. When you think of the word adventure, what does that sort of mean to you, or what what is an adventure to yourself? Mm, that's an interesting one. I I, I think uh, there there's a moment when when I'm going out where I'm like, oh, I'm I don't feel safe, <laughs> or I like, you know, what would happen if, or you know, I, and I think for me, an adventure is pushing yourself beyond that point and being like, I'm just going to do this anyway, or I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like jump in. I'm going to go there. or I'm going to do this. Um, and I'm probably not a very adventurous person by nature. So I know, I know I've got to push myself. So usually for me, an adventure requires a little bit of a push out the door. Um, I, I quite like things to stay the same. So I know that I need to push to get to that place, but I know that it, it, it's usually something good as well. So, I mean, that's, that's sort of, a bit more general than just uh, an outdoors adventure, but you know, adventures in life as well. I think you can you can have those, but it's that it's that moment where, for me, it's that moment where you sort of push beyond what you know, um, and 
stepping into something unknown where you know you're going to learn where you know you're going to have probably a good time hopefully and if not a story to tell at the end of it but yeah that so worst case scenario i mean type two fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah have you heard of the old type one type two and type three fun now no you know what i mean so type one fun is fun while you do it type two yeah. fun is not fun at the time but it'll be fun when you're in the warm and the dry of the pub or telling that story yeah. afterwards and you look back on what you've learned and type three fun just isn't fun <laughs> full stop before <laughs> or after or during. yeah wow if you were to pick an ultimate bucket list adventure or a trip what would be top of your list wow i i have never been to scotland or ireland and those two are places i'd love to go particularly scotland um i don't know why something in my blood maybe i don't know so it i think the the sort of rolling hills and bad weather call me somehow talking um, like a, a local pub in glasgow then you're talking i know that's not very far really I'd, I'd love to go to the states i'd love to um visit some of the places that i've seen people go hiking in <laughs> um probably california there's mm. lots of places in around there that i'd just love to go to um hawaii as well i think if you've watched hawaii five you you generally would want to go visit there but yeah that i'd love to go hiking in any of those places yeah scotland's doable now i mean we'll be i know scotland. it is hopefully covid19 you know dependent we'll be up in scotland for a week in uh september right hoping to run a course up there and then on the back of the course myself chris and mike are going off to do the nc 500 um but Scotland is, is, is stunning, but you, you nailed it there when you said rubbish weather or harsh weather. Yeah, yeah it's unforgiving, Scotland, definitely. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I've had a decent day up there, have I? It's like... I don't think you've had good weather Anywhere. ever. Yeah. Yeah, you are like the albatross of the team. Wherever we take Chris, the weather just turns. <laughs> uh, okay, um, where should we move on? Okay, so if you were to... Um, pick a favourite piece of gear or kit that you own, something you always carry with you. Or a lucky charm sort of thing. Yeah. What would it be? Wow. That is interesting. Um, are we talking about like a backpack or are we talking about like, anyway. any piece yeah. of gear? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't really have a, a lucky charm or anything like that. I do. I do have a fire kit that my wife made um out of an Altoids tin which generally any big adventure I take um and I keep that topped up and that's sort of quite a, that's a sort of sentimental thing for me that I'm like I, I take sometimes even if I don't need it because I'm like I just it's something nice to have do you know what I mean yeah. um and then I, I suppose if you're if you ask me like what a staple is generally I'd carry a pocket knife of some kind um anywhere I go just I've got a uh, a couple of those that I'll just sort of, yeah, always carry with me and find reasons to use and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I suppose it's that that fire kit is to me the sort of most meaningful piece of kit oh, that I always carry. Practical kit, yeah. but with that sentimental touch as well. Very yeah, nice. yeah. I'm I'm the same. I I carry something practical. I carry a, a Strider folding knife with me. 
um, every outdoor adventure. And I, I took a strider to Ward twice, but this one, my wife helped me buy. So I had the cheap and cheerful sort of buck version, mm -hmm. buck licensed version when I was serving. And then when I met my wife, she helped me buy the proper custom strider. So now that goes with me everywhere, even though I don't always need it. No. Although on the subject of knives, I think Chris will agree, as a company, we keep having to find new pocket knives to buy to keep up with the amount of beads that you and Rue keep kicking out. <laughs> yeah. now, I've got more beads now than I've got knives. <laughs> yeah. And your beads. The struggle is real, um, totally. I, I, I mean, Rue comes up with more ideas than I ever share because I just, I couldn't possibly put them all on the store. Um, so I struggle to keep up as much as anyone else does. But yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm happy to keep releasing them because I think uh, there'll be some people that like them from a collecting point of view, but other people who uh, and like, like to rotate them out and um, lots of people have lots of knives as well so i'm sure uh, yeah. there's people out there that are just sticking them on the next knife and they're hungry for more but i think as well the more that we offer the more that somebody might find a bead that they think oh yeah that that really ticks my ticks my box so how yeah. did the um kind of the working relationship between you and rue come about is it yeah um well he 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 is a tumblr blog so i i sort of That's heard right, about yeah. him and found him way back in the day really from early on um, and he was uh, when I got to I think 500 followers which was a big celebration at the time um, I reached out to a couple of people that I'm like oh yeah they're always liking my posts um, and sort of said oh do you want to share a loadout that I'm gonna that I can share with everyone else so that was really early back in the day of sharing loadouts and uh, he was one of the blogs I reached out to and he sort of sent me stuff and then um, and then I uh, reached out to him to do a giveaway, um, probably at like a thousand or three thousand followers, so still fairly early on. Um, and yeah, the uh, I think it kind of went from there. I can't actually remember. I think we started, we just started something really simple. The, in terms of the working relationship, it's been a real journey is finding the best way to do it because obviously he makes stuff um and can make pretty much anything so trying to nail down what it is i wanted to have on the store so to sort of perhaps limit his massive selection but also give a selection of stuff on our store for what people what people might like um and i think as well um yeah he um yeah i've kind of lost my train of thought there he Sorry, seems like a fit for your for the pack config yeah yeah it was a really good fit and um he liked what we were doing he liked our patches and that kind of thing so uh yeah so oh yeah so it was a it was a journey sort of getting started we've tried different ways of working so i've tried ordering in bulk and then um and then selling the stocks that i've had but i could only order small amounts because i've not really had much capital in the business um and so it's been a case of doing that but he he can turn around because i'm I believe because I'm supplying a fairly regular amount of um, work for him, he's able to uh, sort of take an order from me, turn it around in a day or so, and then send it back out to me, depending on what time it is I send it to him and that kind of thing and what other work he's got on. So those are made to order. Um, 
unless unless of course it's like one of the the um, bigger releases, and then he's usually making up batches of ten, and then getting them ready to send. Because um, obviously, for him as well, for for him and myself, it's no point him making up fifty of a certain type of bead if only ten people want one. You know, so so it's it's been economical with his materials and his time, and and then also like being limited by what funds I have to just bulk buy a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, we found a really good way of working. I think I, I'd love to sort of be able to send stuff out quicker. And with the patches, I try and turn it around within a week. But um, yeah, I just got to try and it's it's only part of what I do. So it's all it's, it started off as a side business anyway, or just not even a business, just like a side hobby and um, the patches thing. So I've uh, yeah, had to sort of work out how that grows and grow with it as we've gone on. Awesome. People have got really into the collecting of the patches, haven't they? I mean, what you said yeah. earlier, there are some people that are practical and some that are collectors. You're talking to the, the two extremes of that now. So within, <laughs> within Mad Dog Adventures, I'm the practical one. Like if I don't use at all, it gets sold. And I look at beads and as much, I love like the Star Wars theme bead, I'm a Star Wars geek, but it happened to be orange as well, like the X-Wing pilot. Oh yeah. So mega practical, beautiful, mean sense to me, goes on a knife. And I, I have, I've picked up a few extra beads that just really talk to me like the Mandalorian and that. Whereas Chris, mm. Chris here is the deviant collector who I'm sure probably has every single bead and patch you've ever I'm gonna make a chain out of them. Pardon? Yeah. I'm gonna make a chain out of them. I'm gonna start wearing yeah. them. Yeah. Some sort of jewelry going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and for people that don't know, just in case, because we've been talking about Rue, so just to make it clear, anybody that doesn't, hasn't seen Rue Titley knives on Instagram, and like Nat said, he used to have a uh, Tumblr blog. That was where we come across yeah, it. Yeah, still got one there. Um, fantastic work. And, and as you said, Nat, the man can make pretty much anything. Oh, and, yeah. And as for his time, it is hard to pin him down because you must be his favourite because I'm on the waiting list now for a custom fire steel because <laughs> he's got too much work on with all these packing things. Oh, things. yeah. Yeah, blame, blame me for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. All right. So yeah, I, I think... Go on. Go on. No, I was just I was just gonna say I think um I I appreciate that he doesn't have a store himself, so it's just a case of if you want something from him you have to sort of send him an email. So I've really enjoyed I, I love to support small businesses and like startups and that kind of thing um wherever I can. So for me it's sort of like I I do make some profit on the beads, but for me it's just about getting him some work and being able to drive customers to him and having a place where products of his are in stock and then he has other doors that stock his stuff but I just sort of really enjoy being able to offer that so I, I, I think you know I, I do I do all right on just the patches but I enjoy being able to offer this extra part of it I think it's useful kit as well so it is it's yeah. it's um I really like some of the themes that you and Rue have done and so you end up with something that yeah is quite collectible and is um has that sort of arty sort of side of it you know the, the themed yeah. one i've got bought my little girl your uh, winter recon bead because to her oh, yeah that's nice it's frozen you know and, and she's made yeah. up i called it i told her it was especially the frozen bead um yeah. but then, so we then, because of the glow in the dark element um which is why we love yeah. Ruth's kit it's immensely practical from an adventure yeah. point of view as well so you're getting both yeah. bang. Um, and same with your beads uh, not beads patches i love the patches i love some of the meanings behind them I mean, the recon yeah. ones in particular, really enjoy those. Yeah. So one last question for you, uh, Nat. Yeah. Um, future goals and aspirations, like for yourself, for Pack and Fig, where do you see see it going from here? Obviously, they've got 
quite a few releases coming up. Uh, yeah, I th- um, aspirations. I would love to see more and more people sharing their loadout. I think that's sort of like the heartbeat of what I try and do. Obviously, from a, a sort of employment date, I want to make some money from it so that I can keep it going and so it's practical and viable and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I think I think getting more people to share their stuff on there and I, I, I don't really want to diversify it too much because I think there's a sort of beauty in the simplicity um but i'd love to um do that and just just get the word out there and have see more more and more people using it um and i suppose i suppose a another aspiration that i know i've sort of casually talked to you guys about before but potentially running an event um, the its tactical um annual event that they have inspired me a little bit where you know people can sign up and go and and sort of learn new skills and collect some patches and and Mm -hmm. just do some stuff together i think I'd love to run a pack config meet event up. like that yeah. one day. Yeah, like a meetup. So sort of like a people learn stuff. Facebook group, but in person. Yeah, something yeah. like that, and and just learn from each other's kit and have a good time and you know camp out and so that be that would be something I would aspire to. Yeah. Um, something we can maybe thrash out with you. I mean, it's always yeah always been on the books for us to kind of get communities together and things like that. So so I'm sure yeah. quite yeah, cool. You can't be sat around a fire. Um, telling stories, tips, and, and, and tips, they're great online, but nothing beats watching across, you know, looking at somebody putting up their tarp or unpacking that weird-looking pack and just being able yeah. to say, mate, what's that all about? What, what are you doing there? Why do you do it that way? Come and tell me. Yeah. Um, and sharing ideas. We Were we part of the USN back in the day? Um, so we oh, yeah. had a couple of meetups there. Um, we popped down to like a bushcraft fair one year and kind of, took ourselves off to the back and kind of had a little show and tell there and things like that so it's, it's been it's been done in the past and it's, it's worked quite well and obviously yeah we've got kind of a whole new community now so it'd be good to um, get everyone together um share the love yeah we- definitely so yeah i think we'll um we'll wrap it up there uh, i think we've um taken up some of your time today thank you for That's right. joining in um That's right. thank you for having me no problem um so yeah if anyone wants to check that big out um over on facebook instagram um any anywhere else you're you're lurking nowadays net or is it uh there are various places i think yeah. <laughs> i think i have a pinterest and a Flickr as well which is where actually where all the that images was... of new products go up first i probably shouldn't tell anyone that <laughs> yeah a uh, quick quick google should should find find you across yeah. the across the internet Definitely. um so yeah excellent um so hopefully we'll we'll look forward to working together on a few things in the future yeah definitely but until then Thanks for today, and we'll we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, no problem. Nice one. Thanks, Nat. Thank you, Chris. Take care, buddy.